0: Episode 12 of the O Show podcast presented by fantasyjocks.com with Jack and Declan O'Hara. I am Jack. Declan will be joining the pod shortly to talk some pro wrestling as we are just 2 days removed from the spectacle event that was the All In event produced by Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks Matt and Nick Jackson Chicago Illinois. Wow, just wow. Um, That event will go down as a huge turning point in professional wrestling today. Many fans around the world considering it the best wrestling show in the history of the independent scene, Cody Rhodes defeating Nick Aldis to become the brand new NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, a title that was once held by his late great father, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, Y2J, Chris Jericho, shocking most of the professional wrestling world by showing up in Chicago to further promote the Jericho Cruise next month by attacking Kenny Omega uh, after his, what some would say, a five-star match with Penta El Cerro. Uh, Y2J would dress himself up as Pentagon as the lights would go out after the match during Omega's celebration after he defeated Pentagon in the middle of the ring. Uh, Jericho would then... Take the place of Pentagon by laying in the middle of the ring. I don't think there were too many that knew that Jericho was in the black and white gold attire until he hit Omega with a code breaker. Uh, after that, the sold out crowd in Chicago just went bananas, they just exploded. Uh, Y2J would then remove the mask, resulting in another huge pop. Uh, Chris would then immediately hop on his private jet and uh, fly to Kansas where he had a Fozzy Rock concert just hours after appearing at the All-In event. Uh, And then he would reveal on his Instagram page just how he did it without being recognized.
1: Well, were you surprised? Uh, Wave, Jack, you're in the back right there. Yeah. We um, flew from Little Rock to Chicago. I got in at about 5.30, hid uh, in the uh, Young Bucks office at the Sears Center, dressed up as Pentagon, attacked Kenny Omega, unmasked, shocked the world. And now for the ultimate power move, we are on a private jet to fly to the Fozzie gig in Miriam, Kansas. Uh, So doing both in one night. Who else would do that? Who else is crazy enough and stupid enough to do that? So I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was uh, quite an amazing experience. And even just dressing up as Pentagon was a lot of fun. And we are ready to rock you tonight, Miriam, Kansas. So go on down to Aftershock. If you're thinking about going and you haven't gone, now is a good time. I'm going to wear this makeup on stage too. Oh,
0: yeah. So that's how Chris Jericho found a way to do both of his professions within the same night that's just amazing Chris Jericho always very good at producing that shock factor in pro wrestling he's done it many times before whenever he shows up and then to top it off performing in front of a live sold out crowd in Merriam Kansas with Fozzie so hats off to you Chris
1: you just made the list
0: Rey Mysterio also competing at the event in tag team action against the Young Bucks Uh, just an all around impressive show it really was Uh, with multiple five star matches like I said the Omega Pentagon match Really showcasing some good stuff. Uh, After the show, Cody Rhodes would go on to say that the big question of what happens next with this group, we are sticking together because nobody, no man, no company, no entity owns pro wrestling. We own pro wrestling. Uh, I believe that's a huge statement from Cody, who's basically implying that Vince McMahon and WWE do not own pro wrestling. He proved that Saturday night, obviously, with an exciting alternate spectacle of wrestling with the All-In event in Chicago. Um, We're also going to discuss the Yankees' most recent homestand against the White Sox and Tigers, which they lost three games to four, losing to two pretty beat-down AL Central teams that are completely out of the pennant race. Just a really, really poor, exotic, disappointing homestand for the Yankees. They go out and get Andrew McCutcheon from San Francisco, Gary Sanchez returning to the lineup this weekend. So hopefully, hopefully... With those two additions, the Yankees can get hot. Uh, Aaron Boone suspended yesterday after putting on a display Friday night when he was arguing balls and strikes with the home plate umpire Nick Lentz. He would actually crouch down into the catcher's position and give Lentz a few pointers on what a strike is and what a ball is. Probably one of the most enjoyable managerial ejections you'll see in the modern era. Um, It actually fired up the Yankees that night. Three huge homers from... Uh, Brett Gardner, Aaron Hicks, and Miguel Andahar in the 6th inning. Yankees would go on and win that game 7-5 to five Friday night. Uh, big series, huge series actually, coming up with the uh, team that they might potentially play in the American League wildcard game, and that is the Oakland Athletics. Uh, then they'll travel to Seattle to play the Mariners at Safeco over the weekend. Another team that they could potentially meet in that wildcard game. So, big road trip ahead for the Bronx Bombers. Uh, another thing that Declan and I will discuss is all the feedback that Eminem's latest album, Kamikaze, has been getting, both the good and the bad, as Marshall Mathers' latest stuff has the entire music world buzzing, as it should. He released the album on August 31st. The album features guest appearances from Joyner Lucas, Royce Day, Five Nine, Jesse Reyes, and also some uncredited vocals by uh, Justin Vernon, so... Uh, It should be good. The album cover, Kamikaze, really resembling a lot of the album of License to Kill, or License to Ill, excuse me, by uh, the Beastie Boys back in 1986. Some say the album is the best of his in recent memory. Others believe it's an epic failure. So regardless of what anybody else thinks, Declan and I will give our takes on all of these topics on this week's edition of the Osho Podcast presented by FantasyJocks.com. Championship belts and draft boards, be a legend in your fantasy league, overnight delivery, one-stop shop, best quality, international shipping, fantasy sports superstore, league trophies with categories that include draft boards, rings, title belts, and Lombardi trophy stickers. Be a champ today. So the all-in event was this past Saturday in Chicago, Illinois. I already kind of gave my thoughts about it in the beginning, but what did you think of the event like in its entirety? Like I thought it was probably one of the best wrestling shows I saw. I know you didn't see it live.
2: Yeah, I didn't get it to see it live. I didn't watch it all the way through, but I've been hearing nothing but great things about it. I uh, you know the main event with Roach is a great match. Uh, Jericho showing up, that got a huge pop. That was also a pretty match with Kenny Omega. I heard it was an all around great event, and uh, CM Punk was there signing
0: autographs. Only signing? With a the- with the Brock Lesnar guy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny because a lot of people didn't really think it was going to be that great leading up to it. I was reading this article on The Ringer by uh, Bill Simmons. It said on May 16, 2017, wrestling journalist Dave Meltzer was asked on Twitter whether he thought the uh, Ring of Honor guys like the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes were contracted to sell over 10,000 seats in an arena, and he said like immediately like not in a lo- at least not in a long time. Yeah. And 11 minutes later, Cody Rhodes fired off a tweet that basically would send all in on like the course towards history, and said, "I'll take that bet, Dave." And he sold way over ten thousand seats oh, in Chicago. It was wait. an insane pay-per-view. Yeah, just
2: looking at pictures of the set and everything that was going on there that day, like it looked, didn't look like an indie show. Like, it looked like it could have been a like a WWE like network special or something.
0: Oh, it was really good. I mean, the yeah. the camera work wasn't that great. The camera work was was typical for the independent.
2: But uh, other than that. It was a pretty cool show.
0: Had a cool layout. Did you hear what he said afterwards? He basically said that like nobody owns WWE, nobody owns us, and that uh, they kind of own professional wrestling. Yeah, it was a big statement. Rey Mysterio also there. Yeah. So what's the deal with those guys rumored to come back at the Rumble? I always thought that was the rumor to begin with They'd like all be in the Royal Rumble match But after what Cody said after All In I don't think any of them are going back No, I don't think so I think Which, to which I they hope record. they don't go back No. I'm after that pay-per-view After they stole the show I don't want them selling their souls to Vince Yeah. Like not even a little they'll bit sell out. They'll sell out fast You think they will? Uh,
2: back, but I think their characters now are too original, and Vince will just butcher them.
0: God, can you imagine if they put Cody back as uh, Stardust?
2: I true. It, just those, them um, against, freaking cold dust
0: again. Well, I, I remember watching uh, back in 2013 when, like, the authority angle just started and Cody Rhodes got fired on that Raw. Yeah. And basically he had an interview <laughs> backstage. Yeah, like, he lost to Randy Orton, and then Triple H fired him. Yeah, he lost to Orton. And then, I, then like, he was leaving with, like, a suitcase and everything, and, like, security behind him, and, like, Josh Matthews was like, Cody, can I uh, get a word in uh, about your firing? And he was basically saying about how, like, the road, or about how the McMahons have always hated the roads, and that how Dusty was, like, the all-American dream before he showed up to WWE, and then when he did, Vince, like, put him in polka dots and made him dance. And And same with, like, uh... Dustin Rhodes Basically he was a big star Before he went to WWE And then they put him in Face paint and gold And then he became gold dust That's And he basically sure. Was never the same And then Cody Became stardust So Yeah You could see why He wanted to leave he
2: did it to all three of them Basically Oh hey Maybe Vince saw That maybe He if they didn't go to WWE, they were, they were going to make a name for themselves regardless. So Vince wanted to take that from them, I guess, because Vince wants WWE to be number one all the time.
0: Yeah, I saw this on a, like, Kayfabe News. It was basically a WWE pay-per-view going back to Saudi Arabia. It's like, um, what, what was it, the greatest Royal Rumble? This would be called the greatest all-in. No way. Yeah. No way. Nope. Well, it's kayfabe news. I don't think they're actually doing it. I think they were just making fun of WWE. But I would not be shocked if they did that down the line.
2: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think they'd go that far. But at the same time, I wouldn't be very surprised. That's bad. The greatest all in.
0: So basically, all in pay per view. Great pay per view. Um, you want to get into a little bit about a. Uh, the whole Undertaker Shawn Michaels segment last night—it was uh, yeah. a very very chilling segment for a lot of the hardcore fans. Uh yeah,
2: it was. Like I went back and I saw it. I didn't get to see it live. My 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 Snapchat blew up with kids talking about it. My sure friend Brandon saw it live, but uh, I went back and watched it, and I thought it was pretty cool. They they kind of hinted at uh like a one more match type of thing because Shawn Michaels explained. That he retired out of respect for the business, for the fans, and uh, most of all, he retired out of respect for The Undertaker, and then The Undertaker said it was out of respect or out of fear, and they kind of had this little back-and-forth thing, I can still take you and all this stuff, and he's going to take down Triple H in Australia, which I, now I wouldn't be surprised if they have Undertaker go over somehow.
0: What, I, and, like, in Australia?
2: Yeah, and to try for some reason to make him look dominant.
0: I don't know. I, I could see that being a great back and forth match, and then Shawn Michaels, like, sweet chin music, King uh, Undertaker, and then Triple H wins, like, in a heel yeah, well, way. And to set that up the big did match say at 35. Shawn was gonna be there. Yeah, that's, that's why he was there last night.
2: Alright. So, what, well, he's in the corner of Triple H?
0: Basically, unless he becomes the referee, then it's like end of an era all over again. I don't know. If that does happen at WrestleMania 35, though, I don't know how great it's going to be. Uh, I'll definitely be there for that. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely flying back for I'll that. Definitely
2: find, I'll definitely find it entertaining, especially because we're there live. It'll make it ten times better, but it's definitely not going to be a WrestleMania 25, 26-type match at all. It might, they might make it, like, no dq so they don't need to do any crazy moves and they just hit each other with a bunch of chairs or...
0: Oh, they're definitely going to make it no DQ, but at the same time, it's not really going to feel like it was back in the day. Undertaker can, like, barely move on his two knees. Shawn Michaels cut his ponytail off. Yeah, he can grow that
2: somewhat back and have, like, you know, like Survivor Series 2002 hair.
0: Yeah. God. (laughs) But think, WrestleMania this year, it might actually be a lot better than it has in years past, at least, like, card-wise. I mean, you might have... Yeah, und- I think they're trying. To, I think they're trying to make
2: New York a big show. They always do, and they always fail. So, you know, just so we're clear on that.
0: No, they fail I on SummerSlam. Know.
2: They fail SummerSlam. 29, I, I'm not really saying anything, because that was kind of a, a, you know, a night of rematches. That card, it's like, excluding the main event, could have been, like, a solid extra
0: Yeah, it did have great match. It did like Undertaker versus CM Punk. I thought was match of the year. Yeah,
2: excluding some matches, the
0: main event. Cena versus Rock was really good. It was way better than the first match they had.
2: Do you really think so? Yeah. You have a bias since we were there.
0: No, I thought it was way better. I mean, I've re I've rewatched it in the years past, but it had way too many finishers. But I thought it was way way better than the first match.
2: That's interesting. Disagree for some
0: reason. Just because it, it was the second match, like nothing could top the first match. Like no, like second movie could top the original. Yeah,
2: sure,
0: sure. Like uh, Jaws, yeah, Jaws two, three, and four. I
2: was about to say, "Dab Jaws." You always, know, every time it's on, he's like, "Nothing tops it." But you know, he's right. Sequels do suck,
0: though. Like Anchorman two. I thought Anchorman two was great, but nobody like compares it to the original. Daddy's home two. That was terrible. Was it? We saw it.
2: I know, but like, it wasn't. Ter- it wasn't that bad.
0: Yeah, but they basically gave away like every part of the movie in the uh, commercials coming up. Like yeah, every commercial right. they had was a different scene from the movie, and then you watch the movie, you're like, I've already seen this before.
2: Yeah, well, it was very predictable, but it was still entertaining.
0: Yeah, but You don't you don't think WrestleMania
2: twenty nine, Cena going over was predictable? I
0: thought that was Oh, it was very predictable. But when like it was like the very end of the match when Cena was like mimicking like the people's elbow again, but that time he stopped and then put Rock in the AA. and then the Rock got out of it and hit him with the rock bottom anyway. Yeah. In that moment I thought Rock was going over again. Uh, I was like, great. holy shit. No, but this year's WrestleMania has the capability to be, like, amazing. Amazing. Like, Undertaker Shawn Michaels sells it out regardless. If The Rock comes back to face Roman Reigns for the Universal title, that'll sell it out. I don't even care if it's Roman Reigns or not. What well,
2: if, if Cena's on the card, where do you think he'll be?
0: Who do you think he'll face? God. Uh, I mean, I heard rumors of, like, EC3, but I don't know. If he's not facing Undertaker, I really... Honestly, don't know. Maybe he goes after the Intercontinental title against Rollins or something. I don't think he could
2: handle... Like, honestly, I think Cena's getting tired
0: of... That's the one title... That's, like... He's not even a a Grand Slam champion. He hasn't won the IC title yet. That's, like, the last thing he's not done so far.
2: So that's the only reason why they throw him in that match. And I don't think it would be against Rollins. They'd give it to someone before to make it... No. I don't think he'd face Rollins for that title. If he was winning his first IC title and kind of one of his most important victories because he's never been a Grand Slam champion, I would be like it wouldn't be Rollins that give it to some sort of... Maybe
0: like Strowman.
2: I would hate to see S- Cena, a 40-year-old smiley face Cena, hit Strowman with an AA to pin him and win, and that's it.
0: I mean, right now Strowman's a heel, obviously. I mean... If you listened to the last podcast, it obviously shouldn't have gone that way. The Shield basically came out to save Reigns after Strowman cashed in. There would have
2: been a good Raw to go to, not going to lie.
0: No, I would have been pissed off either way. I wanted to see him cash in at SummerSlam. I would have loved to see him cash in on Raw if we went. Plus, the bell actually rung and they're like, Braun Strowman's cashing in money in the bank. I would have gone nuts. And then the Shield's music hits. Everybody but me would have gone nuts.
2: You don't think he'd go nuts if the Shields music
0: hit? Mm, it would be cool, but at the same time, it was like, oh, he's not cashing in tonight. Like, that's like the one thing I want to see at a WWE show is like Money in the Bank cashing. What,
2: what do you think What do you think about the Shield getting arrested? Do you think that was stupid?
0: I mean, I didn't really see the full video. Like, you, I couldn't watch it last night. It was at Chase Field. But it kind of looked cool, especially when they came back in the uh, police car. Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like that was a very
0: like, you know, like 2013 style episode. You you want to ta- let's style. talk about something that Vince and the creative team screwed up again. Okay. Because I love just like talking about their mistakes. Why the hell is Kevin Owens back a week after quitting? What's the deal with
2: that?
0: Like. I mean, they could have made a huge, huge storyline on that. He could have been gone for, like, the entire year. He could have returned to, like, the Rumble or something and won it. Instead, he's back a week later to get into a feud with Bobby Lashley. Like, you
2: can't even call it a week later, because if you look at episode-wise, he hasn't even missed an episode.
0: Yeah, I know. It's, like, worse, no. than, it's worse than, than when uh, Punk won the title on Money in the Bank and then returned, two, like, eight days later.
2: Yeah, we, I mean, we thought that was, quit, like, Batista after Over the Limit 2010 and then was on the show the next
0: week. And now I guess, like, the entire heel roster is going after The Shield. It's basically like a heel versus face thing now on Raw. With it, Not like, like it being surrounded like by, like... The, a lot better when they're heels. The Shield? Yeah. I mean, this, this is kind of like... Like I said, a face rivalry. versus heel like rivalry between the whole roster, and then it's basically revolving the shield and then Strowman, Ziggler, and McIntyre. Who won the tag team titles last night, by the way. Yeah, I know. On raw. Against
2: the B team. B stands for best. Does it really? Yeah, said at all the. the whole joke is that they think they're shit even though it's called the B-team and they're oblivious to the fact that it's called the B-team.
0: Yeah, so that's basically... How did Vince approve that? The B-team idea. Oh, of course. I mean, it's so boring that he must have thought it was amazing. Yeah, it like confuses me what goes on. I mean, Kevin Owens coming back a week early is just like, bad for business. I don't know why they did Like, what's the point of him quitting like that? I don't know. In that fashion, like, he put on, like, a five-star match with Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental title.
2: Maybe they just pitched the idea that he was going to act like he was quitting and they never even told him how much time he was taking off and then they called him back a week later. Because I definitely saw all, everyone on social media, like, wow, this is, this is terrible. Like, if, we, if you actually
0: wanted us to think he was quitting, don't post about it. 10 times a day. Yeah, that's true. They I mean, posted way that. too much about I
2: saw those it. Types of
0: comments all over the place. They they m- might have posted about it like 5 times on Instagram. Even like recently, yeah. like 3 days ago.
2: Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. All
0: right. So that's basically the wrestling portion of the show. You want to get into the very, 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 very poor, disgusting, bad homestand that the Yankees just had. Yeah,
2: sure. But on the other side of that, we now have them cushion.
0: I mean they lost two of three to the White Sox, who are actually on like a thirteen and three run right now, but still, like they're in fourth place in the AL Central, which is like abysmal. And then they split a four game set with the Tigers. I mean, McCutcheon is kind of a decent pickup. I mean, he's not the same player he used to be. He's hitting, like, 250 with 15 home runs this year. I don't
1: know, but I feel like once he gets more
2: used to the team and the atmosphere, and especially once Judge comes back, he's going to start hitting a lot
0: well, a lot better, and he's just going to be in overall better player. Well, the reason they brought him in is because they're very, like, optimistic, apparently, if Judge is even coming back this year.
2: Yeah, but, you know, they said Judge is finally actually swinging a bat now.
0: Yeah, he took like 30 swings off a tee or something. I guess he's taking BP this weekend, which is a good sign. Maybe he'll be back for like the final couple series in Boston. That would be deadly, though, if they had McCutcheon in the leadoff spot, Judge, Dee coming back, Stanton, Sanchez, Hicks. I really hope Luke Voigt plays over Greg Bird in the playoffs.
2: Greg Bird's not doing too well.
0: Did you see him against the White Sox? It was either Monday or Tuesday, a ground ball to Ronald Torres at second, and yeah, he threw he it to bird, like and he just flat-out dropped the ball.
2: That made me laugh so hard.
0: Like, tried, you, just, you gotta watch the, the
2: replay in slow motion. He, like, looks up to Torres and, like, taps himself.
0: He on was like, chair.
1: my bad. My bad. It wasn't like, his bad, man, Greg.
2: Like, yeah, well, I don't think you need to explain that to him. I think he knows it's
0: your bad. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't anybody but yours bad, Greg. Um... God, that was worse. I think I honestly would say that was worse than the Luis Castillo play. Because that pop up was high in the air, and then oh, definitely.
2: Yeah, that was a pop up under the lights, and sometimes it's tough to see under the lights. And that was that was a that was a high pressure situation too. just dropped a routine like a ball right to his chest, a ball that you should never ever drop ever.
0: <laughs> I still can't believe that happened. Like everybody. Just blew up on Twitter, like, oh no, Greg. Oh no. Like, it was just that bad. And it then. It was bad. Like, like the, it's not like. I mean, it, it was a dime. Like, the throw was perfect. It was a routine throw right
2: to his chest, and he dropped the ball. Like, what do you. Like, how do you explain that to a coach as a major leaguer? You know
0: what I mean? Ugh. I mean, uh, do you remember the game we went to a couple of weeks ago against the Rays, and we were just. Really, really like confused why the umpires were making some of those like really bad calls. Like when Stanton hit one off the wall and they called it a home run. It landed
2: halfway on the wall and they thought it was a home run. They hit the foul pole and it wasn't even in the area.
0: Of course. So this weekend against the Tigers, the umpiring crew was probably that much worse. I mean, they were calling strikes like in the other batter's box on righties, which led Aaron Boone to come out and basically give the home plate umpire a catching tutorial. If you didn't see sure. that. I found it, that's funny. That was probably I one was of the, the funniest team managerial team. ejections I've seen. Yeah
2: that's great. The fans loved that. They were waiting for that. I love that. That was great.
0: Yeah, for a while there like he was getting blasted for like why'd you let go Girardi? He was he always got the team fired up. Aaron Boone's more of like a, uh, I want to say like a player's coach. More like their friend than their actual manager.
2: Yeah, you know, like that's what a bunch of the Yankees were complaining about. Like Sanchez was complaining about how he was too tough on him. But like at the same time, how tough could a Girardi been? And their adults, right, could they have not taken it? Like what's going on?
0: Um, I always used to love Joe Girardi's uh, ejections. I, I always loved it when he like threw his hat down, kicked the dirt. He would yeah, always you know, go what's nuts. What's wrong with
2: having a tough coach in the majors? And the you know, one who almost brought them to two ranks.
0: I don't know. It's a new generation. That being said, though, I really like Aaron Boone. I do, too. He really, really knows the game of baseball, obviously, growing up with it. He's starting to settle down more, and that's why he finally
2: snapped. And Maybe he will be a, more, a little more tough.
0: And then he was suspended for uh, Sunday's game. The Yankees bench coach Josh Bard had to be there, and Aaron Boone actually watched from like the family suite, I guess, behind home plate. Really? Yeah, he was just like in a polo and jeans. That's so funny. Oh my god, that's so funny. Just couldn't keep him that's away. So funny. Uh, then the Yankees lost yesterday too to against the A's six to three. They're just really. Yeah. Really giving up on the division at this point. They're only seven and a half games back of the Red Sox, who, like, got swept by the White Sox this weekend or lost two of three. So the White Sox are just going ham on the Yankees and the Red Sox this week, apparently.
2: That's crazy. How do you think that happened? I would like to see an episode of Hard Knocks with the White Sox to see how they turned around. I
0: also think... I'm a Browns fan now. Yeah, why is that? Because the new season of Hard Knocks, uh, which is an HBO show where it takes basically takes you behind the scenes of the preseason of a different team
2: every year and this season. It's the Browns. And um, I've been watching it. And not only do they look like they might be turning around, which it, they probably say that every year. This is just the first year it's on camera. But like, you know... Mayfield's good. Their whole offensive line's looking pretty good. Defense, actually.
0: Yeah, but they're still, like, in complete rebuilding mode. I could see them winning, like, five games this there's no year. Way they could, yeah, there's no way they could do it in this one season. But I think they'll do that. I don't think they're going to go 0 16 this season. I'll put it that way. Yeah, that's fair. But do you,
2: yeah, but at the same time, uh, I I'm actually am pretty doubtful that they'll have a uh, like a solid winning season this year. They're still they're, they'll still be pretty crappy, just better than last season. But I still will get a Kajus jersey because that guy's something else. You got to look into that guy. He's like into all these uh like spiritual things, and they always he, he's like mic'd up during the game, and he's talking to Mayfield. He's like, hey, you wanna. You want to send a prayer to the moon before this next play? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's so funny.
0: Jeez, yeah, I don't think anybody's beating the Patriots.
2: No, the Patriots are looking good. Who's their second string quarterback?
0: Um, I don't know. I'm gonna have to look into that. Obviously, uh, they got rid of Jimmy G. him,
2: or someone else who uh, was playing the other day, and he made it all as Brandon for a touchdown, made an awesome play.
0: He's obviously going to be the next guy after Brady with no Jimmy G. Um, Yeah. Oh, I guess they have Brian Hoyer as the backup quarterback. He's kind of old. I don't know why they'd give up Jimmy G for uh, an ailing 30-plus-year-old quarterback like Hoyer. He was with the Browns for a long time. Yeah. All right. So, like, back to the Yankees. I was just reading this article on CBSSports.com about Judge... And basically, I guess he was taking swings running in the outfield yesterday in Oakland. He was just saying he's just moving in the right direction. Definitely a big step for him. He's wants to keep moving forward, keep having good days, and just keep building off that. Hopefully ramp it up here in the next couple days and be back out there soon. So hopefully he's back for that series against the Red Sox. Um, it's like, I want to say, not next week, but the week after. The 18th through the 20th, so... I hope. All right, you want to dig into uh, some kamikaze now? Oh, some music. Uh, sure. Yeah, we've never done music on the show. I know,
2: it's good.
0: It's in the bio, say, we talk about sports, music, and entertainment, and we've basically talked about sports and entertainment, no music. So you've actually listened to most of the album. I listened to the album a little bit in the car yesterday, but... I don't know. I really couldn't really get into it that much. All
2: right. I'll give my opinion. And just as a disclaimer, neither of us are like the biggest rap people. Uh, It's not our go-to genre, but uh, I'll give my opinion just based off of recent Eminem I've heard before Kamikaze. So the album that came out before Kamikaze was Revival, and uh, it didn't do well. It didn't do well at all. It completely flunked. And, uh, I don't know exactly why that is. It was kind of a typical sounding Eminem record. I think maybe a lot of the messages he was sending people weren't connecting with, and there was too much controversy surrounding it, so I guess uh, that that was a big part of it. But the deal with uh, Kamikaze coming out, first of all, one thing about the album cover that I don't think a lot of people have touched on, I really haven't seen it on social media, is it's actually a uh, tribute to the Beastie Boys. The album cover is the uh, License to Ill.
0: Yeah, right, I mentioned that I'll before.
2: Cover. Okay, yeah. I haven't really seen that around social media, but that's one of the first things I noticed about the record, and that's why it kind of sparked my attention, because I looked pretty cool. So, uh, I'll get into it. I'll give a pretty decent review right now. So the first song on the record is called... Uh, What's it called one second the ringer so this is the song that's really blowing up i think this is has been the most popular song on the album uh, i couldn't tell you which song is which but all, a lot of the songs are similar it's uh eminem's going back to his crazy fast style which is impressing a lot of people but uh instrumental wise the record sounds oh shit uh, the record sounds like a uh modern sounding rap record, like a lot of the new guys, and he disses so many of these new rappers. And here he talks about Lil Pump, Lil Zan, who I know, I, who I know none about. I don't know any of their music. Uh, he talks about Drake a little bit, which is cool because I think they're two, they're two of the main veterans in the biz business right now, with Kanye and whoever else is still around. I guess.
0: I mean, what I didn't like about it, I mean, I guess I've only listened to a few songs, but what I didn't like about it was how there was, like, so many voicemails in the song basically, like, trashing the album, like, in the songs.
2: Okay, yeah, so there's the Paul Rosenberg skit, right? That, basically every Eminem EP, so if you look on the Mathers LP1, actually, that's an LP, LP LP1 and 2... Uh, they have things called Paul Skit, and it's a voicemail from Paul Rosenberg, who's Eminem's producer in real life. And I couldn't tell you whether or not these voicemails are real or not, but every time it's it's uh, uh, the producer saying he doesn't think the album is going to be good, and then Eminem putting it out anyway. And uh, yeah, it's basically in most albums, but the album is really impressive
0: I thought. He definitely had great moments like he was going pretty fast on uh hold on what song was it? It's the Uh, one under it's the one under the ringer on the album. Okay. Are you talking about Lucky You or uh Yeah Lucky You. Lucky You that's
2: my favorite song on the album.
0: I listen to it a lot actually. Yeah he does like a uh Duet with cats? that one chick, right? No, 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 no.
2: Lucky You is featuring Joyner Lucas, who's another really good rapper. Uh, Jesse Ray's Raya's, I don't know how you pronounce that. Uh, uh, she's on two songs on the album, the 11th and 12th song, Nice Guy and Good Guy. That's probably connected in some way, I would assume.
0: Hold on, let's listen to Lucky You for a second. Okay, cool. I love that song. down wrong
1: path, a wrong way, wrong the grass, the I just bought a things in
2: my
0: I admit it, this is in a way. I regret it, that I did it. I don't want a couple Grammys, but I sold my soul to get Wasn't it for the trophies, just to fucking recognize
2: it. a difference, I'm has been a
0: It's all right. Again, we're not big rap guys, but yeah, exactly. You used to be a huge Eminem guy in like fifth grade. Yeah, but I was like, man, I
2: used to wear like a beanie down to my eyebrows every
0: day because I thought I was Eminem. No, I used to rap everything, man. No, we never rapped back or Kim it was there though those are like
2: the, the forbidden songs that, like do you dare me to put on that song
0: back Kim Kim
2: that song's brutal that's on the original Marshall Mathers LP
0: uh well I'm gonna bring up that song too Kim I feel like that's never uh no 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 yeah
2: that's for a reason that's for a reason
0: what so I shouldn't put it on
2: Probably not. If anyone wants to listen to it, they can go listen to
0: it. But I don't think we should play. What about Fac? Shouldn't put Fac on either, right? uh the chorus is fine, I guess. All right, I'll put on Fac. Yeah, Kim's a little <laughs> too like graphic. It's too graphic. If you want to go listen to uh, Kim by Eminem, just go on iTunes. You probably won't like it. Uh, YouTube. that song was nasty. It is nasty.
2: It's not as bad as Kim, though.
0: No, I don't know. Kim's more about, like, him, like, abusing his wife. This one's Both more about, like, everything. They're
2: nasty in different ways. Yeah. Both are nasty. Nothing cool
1: about
0: abusing your wife. No. Alright, so I was reading this one article about Kamikaze. saying how, about how, like, it was just, like, his biggest failure yet. Um... Yeah. It was like Billboard.com.
2: Billboard.com, really?
0: Yeah, hold on. Biggest failure yet.
2: I don't have to disagree. I think Revival was his biggest failure yet.
0: Okay, so here's what they said about it. Basically, it was Eminem's kamikaze tries to stop the rapper's artist, or his artistic decline by blaming everyone except himself, which is kind of very true. He just talks shit about, like, everybody in every single song. That's true.
2: But he also makes solid points in what he's saying. He talks a lot about, like, mumble rap and how today's rappers are really talentless. they're just basically saying a bunch of random words over a catchy beat, and it's really not rap. But that doesn't mean rap is just saying words clearly but ridiculously fast.
0: Yeah, I feel like he's a different kind of rap. I mean, he's in yeah. that old, like, school group with, like, 50 Cent. He's an MC. And... that's what he says. I don't really
2: know what that means. He's an MC, and I guess Stan is in your cup of tea. That's a one in a song, but I can't remember which one. So, the new ones.
0: Yeah, it says, like, kamikaze soars when Eminem forgoes shaming the present and decides to... Reckon with his past um, says stepping stone sees him shedding the facades of Eminem and Slim Shady and instead comes to terms with the sins of Marshall Mathers himself when Eminem raps one minute your body your body and shit but then your audience splits you can already sense the climate is starting to shift to these kids who no longer exist it's a rare moment and needed to, he needed a moment of vulnerability so Billboard.com did not really give him a great review.
2: Yeah, I guess not. That's just one one writer's opinion. Stepping stone isn't really one of the hits on the record.
0: Yeah, but everybody's saying how like the entire record is supposed to be amazing.
2: talking about a couple songs because in my opinion only a couple of them are really, you know, easy to follow and catchy. I
0: feel like Just most of his old stuff was better. Yeah. Unless you're diehard rapping. Maybe it's where he am. Lose Yourself will always be his number one hit. Alright, so we touched up on all in, kamikaze, Yankees, some football in there. What else you want to talk about before we uh, end this thing?
2: Uh, I don't know if you know a lot about this, but uh, it, it's about a new movie coming out. Uh, you know how growing up I was real into Halloween, the movie with Michael Myers?
0: Yeah. Or not, I, suggest, I know you're not a huge horror movie guy. No, I stopped watching horror movie trailers after The Nun I went to go see Tag I went to go see Tag over the summer in LA and the first preview that popped up in a comedy movie theater is The Nun It looks
2: fantastic
0: And it was like the first time anybody knew that that movie was coming out so it was kind of like oh shit this is happening
2: I don't know exactly what's going on. If you haven't seen the trailer, go check it out. Because it, it doesn't look like a really terrifying movie. It looks like very 1970s style, like when the original one came out. So I think it will be a pretty cool movie, just with today's. It's that style of movie with
0: today's technology. Does it have any, like, comedic scenes in it? Uh, I feel like horror movies are starting to go a little bit laid back with, like, comedy in it, too.
2: Oh yeah. 1970s, like they're not going overboard with special effects because, of course, special effects weren't really around back then. And it's, it's, it looks kind of basic, so I think it looks pretty cool.
0: So it looks like it was made back in like the 80s. Yeah, just
2: with today's cameras.
0: And when's it come the same out? Style of film. And when's it come out? Uh, early October,
2: like October 12th or something like that. Oh, um,
0: so right around the nun. Great.
2: I think it's like October 19th. The nun is September 7th. That's in a couple
0: days. I oh, jeez. It's this weekend? It's
2: either this weekend or next
0: weekend. Are you going to go see it with mom? No, I'll see it. I'm
2: just not going to see it with mom. She'll freak. She'll
0: freak. I'm sure she wants to hang out with you a lot. Yeah, I, I, I'm on now. Like, has she, like, sure. acted any differently since uh, she got back from dropping Megan off?
2: today and I'm now blanking on exactly what I know uh usually I go to Sean's house after school because I'm playing rec basketball this year so you know I'm trying to good get
0: for it, you like, you're playing rec baseball in the fall too I'm not playing rec I'm playing like the fall ball league for the school
2: uh. which starts this weekend but rec basketball I'm just trying to get decent my shots a lot better it's fantastic
0: yeah I'm sure do you have yeah, any practices yet for baseball what? what do you have any practices yet
2: uh there's no practices for this week it's kind of laid back it's, you know because a lot of kids uh, a lot of baseball players are doing clubs and stuff for the fall and showcases not me but you know you know how it is and uh so yeah it's kind of laid back so i think it's just one or two games a weekend
0: Alright, given that you're on FaceTime right now and I can see the TV, are you playing Minecraft? Yeah, yeah. Do you do anything else?
2: Yeah, this is, I, I just, you know, I put a TV in my room and I didn't really know why because I didn't really think it through and I really, I, I, I couldn't think of anything out there to do. So I, I, this is the first time I'm opening this up for a while. I got uh-huh. this and like YouTube and Netflix and that's it okay
0: on my own Good for you, Declan. So we touched up on all-in pay-per-view being probably one of the greatest wrestling shows to date. Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels a possibility for WrestleMania 35. Aaron Judge, hopefully on his way back from uh, that broken wrist he suffered at the end of July. Be back for the Yankees pennant race run against the Red Sox later in the month. And Eminem's Kamikaze receiving some mixed reviews by multiple websites. Declan, thanks for joining me. our first podcast via FaceTime. Yeah Arizona, New Jersey. I'm trying to do it weekly, so Next week we will have Notre Dame outfielder Daniel Jung on the show. We'll talk some Dodgers baseball along with his experience from this summer's California Collegiate League. I will also have the owner of the Gastonia Grizzlies and Savannah Bananas Baseball Clubs, Jesse Cole. He's the guy in the banana suit, if if you're wondering. Declan, look him up afterwards. He'll be on the show Thursday. Savannah. So that'll wrap up this show this week. This was the O Show podcast presented by fantasyjocks.com. Remember, free shipping. Get all your fantasy football gear today. You got trophies, belts, plaques, rings, you name it. Be a champ today.
2: Awesome.
0: All right. Hit it, Darius.